I guess the nice thing is next week we'll get to actually talk about what happened because by the time we all get on here, it will have happened. I know. It still might be going. <laughs> I would hope not because it starts at 4.30 your time. I know. If it, if it is still going and it is like 8 o'clock, <laughs> geez, are they, are they live streaming GTA 6? <laughs> Did they let... Uh... <laughs> Like, what's his name winning award again? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Christopher, Christopher Judge. Judge. <laughs> he started like, talking again. He's the only homie to get more screen time during that show than Jeff Keeley. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff right. Keeley walks out with the lightsaber and starts beating him with it. <laughs> get off he just starts plane. like shoving him, like, yo, get. Well, what was yeah. it we said? What was it we said? Noah's like eventually the like the crook was gonna come out and like yeah, pull the, the hook, Christopher Judge like, off, <laughs> like the uh, yeah, like the Bo Peep hook, like from yeah, theaters and stuff to <laughs> pull him off the stage. I, I think oh. it's funny how Jeff was so you you could see he was trying his best. Like it was <laughs> there was so much passive aggressiveness after that whole thing finished. <laughs> Yeah, that's Crash. that's the longest speech we've ever had. <laughs> I think I got that like, cadence perfect. What was it like? They started playing music to like speed up, and it stopped, and they had to come back to it. <laughs> it was it was so good. Game awards. Yes. Next week. This is the fun time of year. Besides yep. summer, thank thank you, Jeff Keeley, for bringing back summer a bit. And now for uh, giving us a second time of year where we get to talk about stuff. We got the a the third if you award. count opening night live in Gamescom. Yeah, it's smaller, though. It is. I didn't pay attention to opening night live. It was like one major announcement. I was Fine. getting off a plane with my phone like this, trying to watch it because <laughs> it had just started. <laughs> it's barking people to move. Like, yes. I'm trying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's here next week as yep. uh, the time of this recording. Woo. Game Awards 2023. It is a doozy because this year's been a doozy. So we're going to go through yes. most of the nominations. Not all of the nominations, but we're going to go through most of the nominations. The and, ones you will tune into this show to care about. <laughs> yep. And have our predictions. We'll see next week what was picked who got what right and all that stuff. So this, this has got to be fun. So we're going to start with, let's just get right into it. We're going to start I, with, I am disappointed that there is no IMAX showing this time around. Oh, there's not. Nope. I wonder so why otherwise, not. Otherwise, no, and I might've we would have. Oh yeah. We would have already like had things booked and stuff. Yeah. We would have saw uh, that one dude again in the suit. They walked <laughs> in. It was like, it was an actual award show in there. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have, I was like, okay, is he overdressed or are we underdressed? <laughs> <laughs> We're suits. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody either forgot to send us a memo or forgot to send him the memo. Yep. All right, let's start with most anti we're gonna save all the esports stuff. Let's start with most anticipated game our options. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars, Outlaw, and Tekken 8. Gentlemen, what are you picking? Uh let's see. Don't blow For me, me away. Mine, 
my most anticipated is Hades too, obviously. But I think <laughs> Rebirth will win. I, I think that that's my go-to. I think it's got the momentum from the you know remake success and all of that uh, glory, and so I don't see, especially with these other ones. Like, no offense to them, but I just I think that the the fans are you know foaming at the mouth for Rebirth. Foam stars. <laughs> Where's that on this? You know, right? I know. Where is Foam Stars? Where's Foam Stars? Take an eight um, off the list it, and put it, Foam Stars. And it, in all fairness, knows. in all fairness, I'm looking forward to Foam Stars. That being said, I do think that I, Noah is correct. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to win. I am very excited for Star Wars Outlaws, though. So that is my the personal thing that I would want to win. But I, I do think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to go away with it. I am very excited or very surprised, though. Like. It feels like there's some other games that just missed out on this list, like uh, Avowed. Where's Avowed? Like that scene, that to me is a real big game, and I'm surprised that's not maybe more hyped up than like, for instance, like Tekken Eight. David, don't you know that the Game Awards are anti Xbox? Oh, I forgot. There's the Xbox tax. You <laughs> yeah. know, even though even though exactly. Phil Spencer himself is on the council. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the advisory council, you know, it's Absolutely. completely anti-Xbox. He has to keep up the underdog story, yeah. and that doesn't happen if you keep putting Xbox stuff on the list. So, no, of course, I, I guess that's why here. he's permanent. I guess that's why Xbox is permanently in uh, third place, as he put it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What do you think is going to win? Oh, uh, five, seven Rebirth. Uh, I think Rebirth wins. And then what are you going to pick? Like... Well, per personal pick yeah, was personally. Star Wars Outlaws. Star Wars okay. Outlaws. I I love Star Wars Outlaws. Like the gotta, the look, it looks down. awesome. I uh, gotcha. Yeah, he's I'm got that. Elden, a, uh... He's got that Elden Ring experience going on there. <laughs> got to write everything down. Yeah, yeah. I'm over here putting in a <laughs> uh, a Google Doc all of my stuff that way I remember it. <laughs> oh, seriously. Uh, so I'm actually with Noah. I I will personally pick Hades too. That is my yes. vote. Yes. I know Noah was all excited about that when it hit the screen last year at at the Game Awards. Oh, it was great. I was like, five minutes in, I can go home. I got a Hades oh, 2 yeah. trailer. I can go home. Right after that, I got my Judas trailer, so we were both ready to go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We're like, Dave, why did we drive up here? <laughs> this is a 10-minute show. We're good. Uh, you remember that... Uh, what year was it? Um, I'm looking for it. Off the top of my well, I don't know. After the oh, it's 2020 actually. Hades was nominated for Game of the Year. So at first, I underestimated it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." Like this, people do. I mean, Super Giant hasn't missed. You could say maybe games were weaker, but Super Giant, Super Giant hasn't missed. Hades too. Uh, people are looking forward to it. Isn't it their first direct sequel to it a is. game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is Star Wars is a huge brand. Yep. And if you compare it to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Outlaws is more on people's radar. And I think part of that is Star Wars. Like If you look at YouTube and all the trailers and all that stuff, more people have watched Star Wars Outlaws stuff than Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, that is just one segment of data. But 
I think we know Star Wars is just a bigger brand than Final Fantasy. The only With thing that said, is that, yeah, go ahead. With that said, I don't think Star Wars has shown very well in comparison to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like, we know what Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be because of Remake. So, I think as far as the judges are concerned, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will probably win. A lot of the judges, what I was going to say is a lot of the judges probably played it, too. So, that helps. Ooh, that's a good point. <laughs> So, Whereas, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I don't think anything beyond it. Well, I guess Infinite Wealth and Tekken 8 are other ones they've played. So that, but that would be it. Yeah. I think it's going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth that's yep. going to win. I, I think we have a consensus there. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, best adaptation. As soon as it pops up. Uh, we got Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. David, what do you think is going to take it? So I don't think it's going to win, but Gran Turismo was actually a lot of fun. I went and actually watched the movie uh, last week and really enjoyed it. So, like, I don't think it's going to win. I, I think it's actually between the Mario Brothers movie and The Last of Us. Um, uh, I'm actually Same. having I have a really hard decision on that one like which one I think press leans because they're two they're both so different they are yeah that it makes it really I could it's I'm very 50 50 there are very few things on this list that I feel like are 50 50 and this is so 50 50 because the last of us yes it's this fantastic drama the, the, the really did a great job of showing uh, a lot of being a live adaptation yeah, yeah, of, yeah. A, of a show of a game like there's not a lot of great live action adapt uh, adaptations and but mario is just so fun and it exhibits to me what i would expect a mario movie to be so that's see, that's, that's the thing like i i wouldn't <laughs> expect mario to be quite like this and i think it like to me it depends on how everybody interprets adaptation because yeah, yeah. the last of us adaptation is more like a live action novelization of the game yeah. with like some details you didn't necessarily get from the game so it kind of expands the lore of the actual game yeah. whereas mario we see what it it's just like yo it's it's mario and it's goofy and it's zany and it takes all the characters that you love and it gives you a whole different perspective and uh, fun to have yeah. with it. it has zero to do with the games other than just the all all the easter eggs involved with it so i, I don't know it's that, I mean, this one is tough and, well like Honestly, you said it, it depends yeah. on who on how people or you know however the the voters you know look at adaptation because yeah. mario movie i i really enjoyed but it, it just felt like a movie that was made that had Mario, you know, nostalgia and, oh, hey, look, this was in a game. Oh, hey, look, this is a reference. This is a reference. This was yeah, yeah. The Last of Us. Yeah. It felt like an adaptation of the game, yeah. which and I don't I, think the Mario movie did as well. Still a good but that, movie. But, that, but then how do you adapt Mario? Yeah, that's right. It's, <laughs> it's how do you, how do you interpret adaptation? You know, like, right. just because is it, 
you know, if you make a film about set, you know, in the universe as a game, you know, is that, or do no. you have to kind of do what the last of us did where they took the storyline and a lot of the elements and shift it into live action. So yeah, yeah cause I could very... as easily argue that the last of us isn't as good simply because it's the game with some added stuff. So it's like, ah, mm-hmm. You wish they kind of expanded the lore in a different direction. Let us see a different side of the characters in terms of like different scenarios, different situations. But it's like, no, I, I mean, we did get the bill episode. Gonna happen. We did get the bill episode, though. Sure. Yeah. No, I understand is, that. You know, so. But as far as predictability, you could pretty much already know what's yeah. going to happen yeah. based on that. So it's kind of like with the it Marvel really could movie, go either like, way. Good Lord. Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, I, I guess trip. if if I take my 1% and move it, to a column to kind of mm-hmm. make the choice. I, I'm going to go away from the brand power and go with last of us because I, yeah, just I, I just think, I just think that it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just Castlevania nocturne, the, the yeah, one yeah. guaranteed to lose game. on this. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that critically people will appreciate the last of us more than Mario. And I mean, we literally saw that in the critic reviews you did have a lot of people mm-hmm. who didn't review Mario as well. We just knew it was going to make bukus of money because it's flipping Mario. <laughs> like, and it's I, just going to, it's an easy movie to go back and watch all the time. Like it's, it, it's, it's a it, movie not made for critics, you yeah. know, like that's, that's yeah. the thing. It's a Mario movie. Yeah. It's but. just a, it's just a great movie. So, but yeah, last mm-hmm. of us is, is my pick. I, I just think that's going to get it. Plus, you know, you got to give the plus five for the Sony, you know, tax. So, <laughs> we're gonna start a drinking that's, game for that's why kids at home. that is exactly uh. <laughs> why they are doing a live action zelda movie co-funded by sony so they get oh. that extra sony tax oh. in there <laughs> nintendo playing chess while xbox yeah. is playing checkers <laughs> Noah, what are you choosing oh uh, the last of us i and it's you know a little bit biased toward my appreciation for how well uh pedro portrayed joel and overall just well even more than that like it just the series it felt like i went into the game with the scenery the way the characters interacted it all felt like an adaptation to me so that that's why i you know that's why i'm going with that one because it just it's the definition of adaptation is what the, the vibe that i get from that yeah, it again, really good. It's, 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 oh good. it's interpretation. Uh, I think Mario is an adaptation as, as well. It's just a different kind of adaptation. Um, Which is very understandable, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely could go both ways. I'm going to go with Super Mario. Um, I just... I think the appeal is undeniable. I get it's more mixed in reception compared to the last of us but i think the last of us is easier because it's safer because it follows the game so closely whereas mario it's much more difficult to adapt that to the silver screen Mm -hmm. and make it work and they made it work is it perfect no but it's far above average so Honestly, um, it's exactly what I would want a Mario movie. It's what I wanted. I, I wanted a fun yeah. 
movie and that's what it is so and also summer yeah. games fest was sponsored by the mario movie so jeff's got <laughs> that mario money uh so yeah i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go away from you two and i'm going just, to choose the super mario movie just waiting for jeff to you know you know say off the nominees and it's like you know sponsored by mario and he's you just like oh this is awkward mario hat and this, then this is this is us. from this is from summer game fest <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason i brought it out here it's because it's actually from summer game Fest. now you have to actually pick the mario movie <laughs> all right david uh, wears the hat and is like yeah um last of us <laughs> it, it, it doesn't win i throw it down on the yeah just like stomps on it you know yeah. in mario 64 when he loses his hat that it's, it's game over pretty much yep <laughs> was about to go all odyssey and chuck it into the wall <laughs> right yeah. all right let's talk about best multiplayer we have Baldur's gate 3 diablo 4 party animals street fighter 6 and mario brothers wonder um i am going to i'm personally picking street fighter 6 but uh i actually don't know which one's gonna win this one this one <laughs> this one's weird so party yep. animals fun game mario wonder fun with friends street fighter 6 great for online diablo 4 only good if you're playing with friends <laughs> and Baldur's Gate 3, I don't know enough about to determine whether it matters or not. So my I'm already I'm automatically canceling out Diablo 4 and Baldur's Gate 3 because I feel like those games by themselves can be enjoyed without anybody else. So it's like not necessary to play multiplayer. Better, but not necessary. Street Fighter 6 is enhanced with playing with other people. Like that game is made for it and it's made well with it. Great net code, all that kind of stuff, rollback. Mario Brothers Wonder, I feel like, is also one of those games where it's kind of like you can enjoy it by yourself, but it is better with friends. Um, and then Party Animals, I feel like, is only like <laughs> only multiplayer, so it's got to be. So I don't know. To me, it's between Street Fighter Six and Party Animals. Uh I have no idea what the judges would pick. I feel like Street Fighter 6 wouldn't win because they don't play fighting games, so that you just don't get the love. I don't know. What do you guys think? This one's weird. See, well, I'm actually... I'm on the Street Fighter 6 uh, is the one I would pick. Me but too. But I think that Diablo 4 will win. Because I think it, a lot of the press... Even even with some of the issues with seasons and stuff, I think they're just still so in love with Diablo. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you're their, right. Their yeah. issues are not with the multiplayer. Their issues are with the live service. No, so. I agree. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I. That's a good point. And, and they want to give Xbox something, so. And that I technically now, counts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeling, I mean, Noah? It's like you said. This is weird. It's tough just because when you see these noms, I just. <laughs> They don't scream multiplayer. Yeah, the, none like, of them. The are, does. None of them feel the traditional. One. Like that's yeah. that's really the word. We don't it, have none like, of them feel like a traditional. And an party animals is kind of, but yeah, that's the only one that's like dedicated. I guess you would say multiplayer. 
experience. That's, yeah, that's why um, I'm kind of like Mario Wonder, eh, Diablo 4, eh, like, Baldur's Gate 3, I just, eh. When I see BG3, when I see Diablo, true, I just, I, Super Mario, I don't think multiplayer. Yeah, it makes you feel like um, if they put Elden Ring in, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not something I would think of as multiplayer. Right, but it's like, it's got multiplayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, this Diablo is 4, more I, than that. Yeah, I'm yeah. always way off on these predictions because was it Splatoon one last year? Well, that was just and ridiculous. I was way off on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think we most of us thought Overwatch was going to win that one pretty handily. It, it's now definitely we, where we don't have like an online the prophecy was fulfilled in the uh, in this category. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just going to lean just because you know it reviewed so well. Um, I'm probably going to lean towards Street Fighter Six just because I don't think while Party Animals is fun. From all the gameplay and stuff I've seen, I just don't think it's worthy of winning. It, um, you know, if that makes sense. So I, I'm just gonna throw out Street Fighter Six. Based on the description of this award for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massive, massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform, I just feel like Street Fighter Six fits that. It is, yes, it is queuing up two people to fight against each other, but the way they went about doing it, like making this whole like arcade room and like you're running around, you could fight uh, with your custom characters. You could fight just regular, just hop on an arcade and fight somebody. You can do training mode stuff now, which I don't think was, could be done in the past. Uh, so you could like get better with your friends online, which is not something that has happened. Um, I just feel like Street Fighter 6 fits that description of outstanding gameplay and design. So I'm picking I'm picking Street Fighter 6. Yeah. My personal pick would be Street Fighter 6, but my my gut feeling is that it's they're going to pick the, the Diablo. I think the All press right. will pick the I think the critics will pick Diablo. Okay. Written down. <clears throat> Let's go best sports, sports and racing. Racing. This is what you guys are great at uh, yep. right here. Um, you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah, we got EA Sports FC 24, F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged, and the Crew Motorfest. Noah, what you what you looking at? Just because I feel like it kind of has the... Zelda power where it, it just screams, I am going to win. Uh, I'm going with Forza Motorsport. Mm. Mostly it's the one that I feel like people generally liked, and I don't know enough about the other ones to have an opinion. Of. I, I'm assuming the F, the EA Sports, the FC24, people probably liked just because of the online card aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I, I have... I have no knowledge of this genre. I'm a I'm a baseball dude, so unless MLB's up there, I'm just like, uh it's kind of unfortunate MLB that's, is that's not what, there. <laughs> that's a four is a like let's go. I feel like they okay. that name carries a lot, so I'm gonna put my uh my guess down on what I you know carries that um tradition of winning. What's kind of All interesting right. is uh, MLB actually reviewed higher than um, pretty much a lot that's on the list. Uh, it actually reviewed higher than, let me 
find my thing here. It actually reviewed higher than the EA Sports FC. Uh, I believe it reviewed higher than Hot Wheels 2. Uh, it was the, had the same score as F123. This is on Metacritic specifically. Um, and then... I mean, yeah, they could have reviewed higher than the crew, so it's like it's kind of sad that it's. But they missing. couldn't have put it in there though, because they didn't want to put their audience to sleep, though. Yeah, but you put in FC, <laughs> like you put it. You put in the the FIFA game. They would have said the nominees the and been like year, MLB, yeah. and people would win. Like, Shoot, you know, well, they sped the game up, so maybe less people yeah. fall asleep. So yeah, I, I think no. I, I'm like no, I'm like <laughs> no in the sense that I think it's Forza's the clear winner. It just people like Forza. It just makes the most sense. And it wins awards. So yep. you're saying Forza? Yep. It is Forza. It is Forza. Forza. There's, a, there's a T okay. in there somewhere. <laughs> Just got to find it. More like Horizontal. A... Yeah. Um, I'm actually going with F123. Um, it's the highest rated F1 in a while. And a lot of people liked it. And... We have to remember, there's a lot of uh, UK, European outlets voting here, and they like them some F1. And so you got a good F1 that they like. I believe Codemasters is also European, UK. I think F1's got a strong chance to win this. So I'm going to take my chances, and I am going for F1 23. Um, My personal pick is Forza, but I think F one twenty three will actually win its um, EA Sports FC twenty four doesn't stand a chance. Uh, Hot Wheels doesn't stand a chance. The crew should stand a chance. It was actually good. Motorfest was really good. Um, but I don't think it stands a chance against Forza or F one in this case. Yep. All right. Uh, best sim and strategy. This is actually a lot like more competitive a category than it has been in the last couple of years. I would agree. Uh, I think Maybe some people would argue Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. And I think some people would argue what is a sim and strategy in this case. But you got Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. David, what's your what's your gut telling you? Um, not much. I can. I, uh, it seems. I want. <laughs> I w- I would like to see Fire Emblem Engage win because I lo- I really enjoyed Fire Emblem Engage. However, I think we're going to see Pikmin Four actually sneak that one out. I just think Ooh. people really liked it. It is one of a high rated game this year. Yeah. Cities. I do think there's like even though it's good, it's just that initial launch kind of yeah. screwed them with the perception. So. And Advance Wars, as much as I know people are going to like it, it is kind of a niche. It's a, it's a niche in its, it's niche. Fire it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's like it's still good, but I don't think a lot of people played it. So I would love to see Fire Emblem get it, but I think Pikmin 4 gets it. I agree. I think Pikmin 4 gets it as well. I just I think it was too highly rated. I think it was too popular. Um, Noah, you played Company of Heroes 3, didn't you? Or is that a different game? Or that was a different you game. That was a different one. I played Classified okay. 44. Oh, that's, um, that's at, right. a, uh, at a PR event. Got my two C's mixed up there. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, yeah, then nobody's played that. I mean, I've heard good things about it. I, I've heard it's really great, so. Yeah, I just, but with the, with so many people liking Pikmin and it reviewing very well, I, I think it, to me, it would be between Fire Emblem and Pikmin, but I, I think the winner will be Pikmin. I, you know, Fire Emblem reviewed well. I just, I think the Fire Emblem hardcore reviewers find enough issues with it to say no on voting for it. Um, and I agree with David when it comes to City Skylines too, because I like the game. I didn't have a problem playing it with its lower performance, but people were having more issues than just straight up performance. So I think Nintendo's track record will take it. All right, all three of us Pikmin 4. That would be a shocker if we're all yeah. wrong. All right, best we saw family win best multiplayer in a year where there were better multiplayer games. So, best multiplayer was a good multiplayer. That's the thing. Like, it, I just I, don't think it was better. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I guess. Best, best family, family, Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin Four, Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Brothers, Wonder. Um, Pikmin Four, no. Party Animals, maybe. Here's what I want to win. I really want Disney Illusion Island to win Same. this. Same. I'm, I'm, that's the one I want. <laughs> because it's so much more unique in comparison to the others. That Mario Wonder, uh, I mean, uh, that's a great freaking game. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to suggest any Mario Wonder slander here. But Disney Illusion Island does something unique and fresh. Uh, not necessarily for platforming, but in terms of pre presentation and the experience that you have while playing a platformer. Uh, and I think it's great for family, as you, as you demonstrated, David, in a podcast weeks ago. The type of gameplay it has, how it can... It's not really a hard game, but it's a game that's great to play together. Yep. And then those cutscenes are great. <laughs> and they want to watch more but that's what I want to win I think Mario Wonder is just going to win though because it's just a freaking dang good game I'm on the exact same track as you <laughs> Anthony I, I think Mario Wonder takes it but I want Disney Illusion Island to win so bad Noah yeah uh, going in line <laughs> um, yeah, Mario it's got the name and it was really well uh received i i don't see it not winning this as, as great as it would be for um disney illusion to like sneak in a, a w i i just don't see it happening with how much power mario brings to the table too much power too much firepower too much all right best fighting game we got no, god of I, rock i don't multiverse is I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon, All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. Noah? Uh, what you thinking? I never even heard of Pocket Bravery. Um, <laughs> from what I've saw, like, like a, a lot of people, game. it really does. That's what I thought. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> did we, did they mix up like the noms? Uh, <laughs> I... I'm going to lean towards Street Fighter 6. I think Mortal Kombat 1. Um, 
people liked, but I don't think people liked it as much as Street Fighter Six. Um, none of the other ones I think come close in terms of not only like presence, um, but just people receiving them in general. And you know, we heard nothing but phenomenal things about Street Fighter Six. Um, you've praised it so much. I I don't see it not winning. So I, no. I'm I'm gonna go with the uh the safe pick uh Street Fighter Six. David it's, it's it might be one of the safest picks on this entire list of Street Fighter Six because I don't think anything is in its I, I don't think any of the other games here are even in its wheelhouse. Like it's Street Fighter Six easily. Uh, over these they can they, they can run that off you know that section of the show where they're just like real quickly rattling them off that's yeah, where it yeah. ends up because this is such an easy simple mm. nobody was really looking for that anyway because they knew yeah. what was going to win um street fighter 6 should be there it should win and uh I, i'll be honest it, it deserved a nomination for game of the year over a different capcom game so resident evil 4 mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree Yep. Uh yeah, if there was a game I could replace the game of the year, it would be Street Fighter Six. But yep. uh yeah, it's the highest rated fighting game out of all of these. Mortal Kombat one being the next highest rated. Um, and it deserved it because it was just so good. Freaking good. Just it, a- amazing. I, it, again, my hot take, I think uh it'll in some ways it redefined RPGs. No, it's <laughs> a fantastic game. Um I what think did for me what Injustice did back in the day for Mortal Kombat. Like it was that redef- Injustice 2 redefined how I looked at a fighting game, and that's what Street Fighter 6 did again. So Yeah, I think they just in terms of the technicality Street Fighter 6 demands compared to every other fighting game, um to make that game simplistic and still keep its complexity i think is design genius and then the story mode that they added to it that allows you to pretty much have a play style whatever you want and it still allows you to understand how to play street fighter and get better if you want easily the best street fighter designed since street fighter 2 this is a really freaking good game it is underrated yep. in its appreciation in my opinion um so yeah street fighter 6 easy all right nickelodeon doesn't belong on there uh <laughs> best rpg we got Baldur's gate 3 final fantasy 16 lies of peace sea of stars and starfield uh david what you looking at this one's a tough one personally, and I think this one is a lot more crowded because I think every single game deserves to be there uh, that is on this list. They're so you believe Final good. Fantasy 16 is an RPG? Yes, 100%. Okay. All right. Got that and clear. that's actually, if I was going to pick one, I would actually pick Final Fantasy 16 because mm. I love Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that said, I do think Baldur's Gate 3 gets it. It's just too hard not to give it to Baldur's Gate 3. Like It's any category Baldur's Gate 3 in, it's going to be hard to beat Baldur's Gate 3. Like, that's just Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> and that's just the way the critics received that game. And it, it like how you were talking about how it, it made, uh, Street Fighter Six made fighting games accessible, like approachable, should I say, to people. Like, it sounds like I've not played Baldur's Gate 3, but everything I've heard is like, this made CRPGs something the masses want to play. 
and that is hard to do because people don't <laughs> people don't always want to play CRPGs the whole rolling dice and they want to get that's one of the reasons that like Final Fantasy 16 why Square Enix is kind of pushed away from the turn-based formula and whatnot why because it's it's slow it doesn't always work for people in this day and age you know we're in this tiktok generation that wants everything fast Baldur's gate 3 made people sit down and roll dice and then when they got mad at missing things on perception checks and stuff, they would reload and do it again <laughs> so it's not just that they did it once they were doing this multiple times <laughs> I've they they managed to a game. <laughs> <laughs> they have they managed to slow down RPGs in a generation where they're only getting faster and people loved it. When so, you say it that way, yeah, that it's yeah, I it's don't hard have for me not to say. To yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me not to give it to Baldur's again. Personal Final Fantasy 16. Baldur's Gate 3 gets it though. You 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 <laughs> that's a hard to argue against. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, me when I'm actually prepared, I do pretty good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm prepared too, but I'm just saying, like, in the sense of <laughs> I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. I don't, <laughs> we're professionals here. Uh, we, I, I, I don't know much about Dungeons and Dragons. It is a game I want to play, I just haven't had really the money because there's other games I'd Brand rather buy and play. Yet. Either. Yeah, well, it's not it's not coming to Game Pass, so yeah. um, so I have to buy it. So it's I want to play it because everybody is just like, yo, like I mean, it sold twenty one point billion something copies uh, on Steam. That's just Steam. I don't know what it sold on PlayStation. God knows what's going on. Almost the fact that it almost broke the concurrent user record is insane. Like yeah, it so, almost broke Hogwarts Legacy from earlier this year. How many people finished the game? That's a whole different story. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, or even got halfway. <laughs> but the fact that yes, uh, it's got so many people talking. It's got so many people interested in it. And even if they didn't get halfway through the game or even finish the game, the fact that they enjoyed what they played speaks a lot. <sighs> You've kind of sold me on Baldur's Gate three, like. I, I would pick Sea of Stars just because I want something smaller because Baldur's Gate 3 probably will win Game of the Year. But uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, you're right. All right, no, go. They, they are also currently uh, 89,000 players actually playing it right now with a 100,000 uh, 24-hour peak. So there's still that many people playing this game. The long game to play. still in Act 1. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And they're still there. Did you guys see they updated it and added like 4,000 lines of dialogue? And an like, and an epilogue. They're still <laughs> hitting this thing with huge up. It's not just small update. There's not these little improved performance, system performance kind of updates. These are hefty, meaty updates that they're putting in this game. Like, for me, I, I would love to see Sea of Stars win it just because I, you know, love the demo. <laughs> I loved everything about it. Um, just haven't got a chance to play it. Um, but kind of like how David said, nothing's beating uh, in the previous category. Uh, nothing's beating Baldur's Gate and Best RPG. It, it's a clear winner. Um, I'm like pretty much at the end of Act 1, and I'm like 40 hours in. The, this game's, the depth of this game <laughs> and its RPG elements is 
unheard of. It feels like there are so many hidden things and the combat alone, the depth is incredible, but the interactions with the environment, the interactions with the NPCs, the way I can't remember if it was David that I told this, but the way that each character that you interact with, the way their facial animations are all unique and it's not just a Bethesda game before they're staring at the camera while talking to you, they all have their own unique ways that they talk is incredible. It feels like when you think of a RPG, a role-playing game, uh, Baldur's Gate hits every checkbox. And I don't see anything as great as, you know, some of these other titles are. They don't hold a candle to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And but it's just, it's a clear winner for me. I also hate that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 it has already been out so long because it it honestly deserves a nom <laughs> with how good the 2.0 update was. And no, they shouldn't have released it when DLC. they did. So. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> but just, yeah, that, that thing would have ran anything. away with some awards if they would have put it out. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm at the point where I do want to give it another chance. But Best decision you'll ever make. <laughs> I don't know about that. Playing the game Mario is Wonder fixed. Is, uh, the game is quite fixed, he said. <laughs> best action adventure we got alan week two marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 star wars jedi survivor and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom all right well Bro, all i heard was banger 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 <laughs> that's all i heard because <laughs> this is this, oh man this feels like a game of the year nominee list <laughs> like yeah <laughs> this is your actual game of the year nominee. <laughs> <laughs> Like, geez. <laughs> yeah, when I'm I look at Alan Wake 2, I haven't played it. I'm not I'm not into oh horror anything like that. I know David's wetting his pants right now over Alan Wake 2, but <laughs> this, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm like, oh, here he goes. Here he goes. Yeah, exactly. He grabs no, something I, out of his I, room. I, I thought David was gonna run to the bathroom. <laughs> 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 like he was, I thought he was a <laughs> What I had to get my. Uh, it's the thermos from Alan Wake. I thought it was a microphone at first. <laughs> nope it's a ther- It's the thermos from the Odier Diner that's in Alan Wake. Oh, they okay. You could collect a hundred. It was one of those like the Assassin's Creed feathers. You could collect a hundred. Oh, God! In the original <laughs> game, you have a hundred water bottles. Great. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> You'll never have a cold beverage. You can have a water bottle. You can have a water bottle. Uh so yeah, so Alan Wake two, tons of praise. Uh, Marvel Spider Man two, I mean it's tons Spider-Man of praise 2. again. <laughs> tons of praise, and Resident Evil four, like that has been uh, the talk of the town. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, yes, the uh, performance issues on PC over overlapped its success, but that's still a good game. And then you have Tears of the Kingdom, and that speaks for itself. Good God. <laughs> this this really feels like I'm having to make a game of the year decision. Uh, it, it really does. I mean, there are three straight, there are three games on that list that I think are automatic, like could win any other, like well, yeah, uh, technically all five of them, too. all five yeah. of them are any given year. I mean, it's, yeah, it, this year has just been so good. <laughs> Jedi Survivor, like Jedi Survivor is probably the weakest one on the list. And yep. that's only 
because of the performance issues yes. on PC. The actual game itself is freaking it is uh, really so good. I mean, good. I mean, absolute jaw drop moments like in that game. Mm-hmm. It really, so really good. It, um, it, one that feels like an adventure. Another yeah. one that's been in my gaming ADHD of I need to go back to this again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, I need to find time to finish this because um, this was very good. I so uh, I told this to Noah one year that there's a there's the game I think will win, uh, the game my heart that there's the game I think will win, the game I would pick to win, and then the game like I like my heart I think will win or like pick. I. I like it's it's kind of that or the game I think they will pick the game I would pick and then um then I would say the get the game that my heart wants <laughs> so to speak uh I, I uh, my heart loves Jedi Survivor but I do see like you said the that there is reasons it will not get it uh I would I th- I think this will probably be where you give Tears of the Kingdom something like that's just kind of what I think. Um, the game I want to win though is Alan Wake Two. It oh, deserves it. Um, <laughs> I love Alan Wake Two. Uh, the more I think about this game, the more I love this game, and the more like that I just see what this game has done. Like for the like everybody who just oh this is a sequel. This this is not just a sequel. Like this is something that can push the medium forward like it's it's a not to mention it's a technical masterpiece that when you put it on pc it's the new crisis like the not only is it can i run it but it's also man this is it looks incredible (laughs) like what it is on pc looks incredible like it's it's just it it is a it is a standard in terms of just visuals on pc here's here's the thing though resident evil 4 exists and like that is also a technical spoken by someone who has not played Alan Wake too. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you'd be surprised at how well I could translate things that I yeah. see into what is actually on screen when you play it. But yeah, the Tears of the Kingdom is on the Game of the Year list. Resident Evil Four is on the Game of the Year list. Marvel Spider Man Two is on the Game of the Year list. Alan Wake 2. Literally one only one of these games is not on the game of the year. Correct. (laughs) So it's (laughs) likely gonna be between Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom, more than likely. So then it is all right, let's look at this list. People are voting for Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate Three. So, do you give Tears of the Kingdom if you don't? Uh, that's, pick well, that's what I. Well, that's what. Well, that's what I said. Is I think this is where you give it to Legend, the Tears of the Kingdom, and then like to me, like I think, I I personally want Alan Wake to win. That's the one I want to win. But, but I I think they're going to give it to Tears of the Kingdom here. I but if you pick Tears of the Kingdom for Game of the Year, do you decide to pick something else? Like well, Resident it's Evil not, 4. It's, it, Tears of the Kingdom isn't one. Resident Evil here. 4 is freaking good too. Alan Wake 2 is freaking good too. Honestly, the next weakest one is probably Spider-Man like, 2. And I've had this discussion with some, but I actually think Alan Wake has actually crept up into the conversation as the second to Baldur's Gate. No. Like not Tears of the Kingdom. The reason no. I say that is no. because the way the press has reacted to it. There, no, we have not seen a lot of reactions the way we've seen at these Alan Wake two reactions. You forget 
what people were talking about with Tears of the Kingdom when I that game came I out. even loved it. I, I know. <laughs> I'm saying your your Alan Wake 2 glasses are on right now and you forget that people are There's a lot of people wearing Alan Wake 2 glasses right now. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah, but when it's actually time to sit down and pick one, you, if you, you love it, if you love it, it's it's so adorable when the little bros try and eat at the big bros table, isn't it? <laughs> Like well, I, again, I think the weakest ones in comparison are Survivor and Spider-Man 2. Like, Resident Evil 4 could eat at the table in this category. Uh, I was I was meaning how uh, thinking that Alan Wake 2 is going to creep up into the Baldur's Gate. Um, oh, last I checked, last no. I checked it, ha- it actually is tied with Baldur's Gate in terms of nominations, while Zelda isn't. Zelda doesn't need a billion nominations. Yeah, All it, it needs is just I'm just here. saying that proves that proves how much it is impressive. Elden Ring proved that. <laughs> like Ragnarok. Yeah, it's impressive you know, because you didn't expect what you expected, or you know, you didn't expect what you got from Alan Wake too. So it is impressive in that regard, and you don't ignore that. That is part of its prestige at this point. But Tears of the Kingdom is Breath of the Wild, but better. <laughs> like, like, the, the thing is, is I can I can say that exact I can say that exact sentence, and that's why it doesn't win. It's Breath of the Wild, but better. That's it. They didn't. They they just improved it. on the. All they did was improve on the. All they did was improve on the formula. The Breath of the Wild already did a lot of this. If you have a perfect formula and you make it a more perfect formula, <laughs> I, I they didn't. Even, they didn't even. Good. They didn't even. They didn't even like. They reused the map, man. They reused the map. Uh, so he, he changed his voice. That means he knows he lost. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I just uh, no. I. I they but I do think that. <laughs> but I do think that I, I actually do think that. Alan Wake is actually the dark horse in a lot of this. And I, I think Zelda has, I still think it's going to win some things. I just don't think it's going to uh, be as high on some people's lists. It's a tough year. I agree. I agree. In this list, I think Zelda's number one. Alan Wake is clearly oh, yeah. number two. When I, I, th- when I, I literally said, and I said, it. like, I think that Tears takes this. Uh, I'm just going to go. I think people will want to give Resident Evil 4 something. So I'm going to go with Resident Evil 4 on this particular category. Because I think I think Game of the Year is clearly between Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. Resident Evil 4, I think a lot of people think deserves something. It's not going to get Game of the Year. This is clearly the next best category to give it something. So I think I think there's going to be some mercy votes for this one. I'm going to pick Resident Evil 4. Noah, what are you picking? We've spent so much time and we're not even on the game of the year. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the... I, <laughs> yeah, I think Alan Wake could steal this one. Like, I think it could take this, you know, win this category, but I... And that's a slim chance because I, I think Tears is taking it home. I think it's going to win this and then lose. Spoilers, my predictions um, on Game of the Year. So, yeah, I'm going with Tears. It's hard not to talk. (laughs) It's hard not to talk about Game of the Year. That game just, the action, 
combat so well and the sense of adventure in the game is just unparalleled yeah yeah i got yeah i'm not like a big fan but tears of the kingdom i mean to me does some design stuff that is just bonkers i'm like i I, the I fact don't even that you can know the coding <laughs> allow people to cheat in the game and still make it balanced. Like, it's just absurd design. I did that next level. Uh, all right. Best action game. We got Armored sure. Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. And Redfall. Uh, Why did you have to ruin this conversation? <laughs> we didn't even eclipse an hour, bro. <laughs> we were close. Uh, Noah, what are you what are, what are you feeling on this one? Uh, easily Remnant Two. Oh, that easily. Game, okay. Yeah, easily. I I think that game does so many things incredibly well in terms of not only its combat but every aspect of it. It's such a good game that I I hope more people can experience more of which they can because it's come to Game Pass. So there you go. Um but Remnant 2 is such a cool and great action game that I, I don't see I think the one that could beat it would be Hi Fi Rush. Um but I just don't see it beating Remnant 2. So that that's my insta lock is is Remnant. See, I don't see, uh, I don't see anything beyond Hi-Fi Rush and Armored Core, because they love FromSoft over there, and I, I think Hi-Fi Rush actually edges out Armored Core. I just wouldn't be surprised if Armored Core won. That said, I'm giving it to Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, I, I think that'll be the one that wins. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Armored Core won. But here's the thing: Remnant Two is a Souls-like shooter. And people like their souls like that's what Remnant 2 is. So <laughs> Yeah, but this but this so much more. game is made by FromSoft. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but yep. just the idea I mean, of a I, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about Armor Core. I heard a lot of people I talking didn't. about Remnant 2. So yeah. that's that's just me, my my perspective on it. So. You need to fix your Twitter feed. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I, it's plagued with anime versus <laughs> armored core is what it is. That's what it. That's my problem. I I started playing Remnant Two, not enjoying myself. I'm not. Um, and he bad. spent money on it. <laughs> no, I, I know, right? No, that's no, what no. it is. That he's he's salty. We have him quoted. He was like, "I can't believe I bought this game and it's going." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I I like what it does. I think I just realized I don't like Souls like games. Like the I don't like limited movement just for the sake of difficulty. Like is some of the things that I'm doing in this game, I'm like why does it have to be this way? <laughs> you know, like why why is my movement so limited for what exactly? So um thing yeah, it's not that Remnant Two is bad. Uh, I just, I just don't think I've just vibe with that style of combat, um, especially when I have guns. Like it's just like <laughs> I, I'd rather have a lot more free, free flowing movement, and then the enemies are created to be difficult around that free flowing movement. That 
I think that's just what I prefer. So this limited, like, this is your range right here of movements, and you got to figure out how to defeat the guy right there when you got guns. Eh. So it's going to take me a while to finish Remnant 2, but uh, I feel like Hi-Fi Rush is the right pick. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hi-Fi Rush, I think it's just, it's not often you get a fantastic rhythm-based game um, that provides the type of action that can mimic uh, something like a Final Fantasy 16 in terms of its fluidity and smoothness um, while still having a very like rhythm-strict kind of action-y type of thing. Um, so I think design wise, I think it's more than just, this is a beautiful game with fun characters. There's some really cool design with, with its gameplay and, uh, people like Tango too. You know, a lot of people like from software, but people, there, a lot of people like Tango. Um, so I, I'm going to pick Hi-Fi Rush, but Respect to uh, Remnant Two if it does win, because oh yeah, and I, I would I, love if Hi-Fi I, Rush won. I'd be I'd be overjoyed for them. Um, yeah, I I, yeah, I want yeah I want to put respect on Remnant 2's name because as much as like I'm not really enjoying it, it's a me problem. Like I can appreciate what the game is doing. Um. All right. Let's What's do. Up next? Are we doing best VR AR? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right, best VR and AR, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Oh, why did I even question this? Of course we're doing this. Yeah, there's Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. Now, David, you are kind of the resident VR person. What's your vibe? I I, I feel like Horizon Call of the Mountain is going to take this one. That said, Gran Turismo 7's VR mode is actually incredible. Like, mm. playing it in VR is is absolutely stunning and if someone has a vr like a playstation vr you have to have horizon and gran turismo like it, it's just you have to um that said i i do i think horizon call of the mountain takes it um personally though i love gran turismo 7 in in vr all right noah what do you what are you thinking i am the opposite of the the VRAR guy. <laughs> I, have, I have no um, experience or knowledge of any of these. Um, so just because I love this series so much, I'm going to go with Horizon Call of the Mountain. Purely based on the fact that I love this series so much that I, I feel like I have to vote <laughs> for it. Sure, yeah. I mean, I've heard it's good. I've seen some footage. It looks good. It generally does look good. Especially for a VR game. And I don't mean look as in graphics. I mean look like the gameplay does look fun. Um I've seen a little bit of Resident Evil Village. Uh I've seen a little bit of Gran Turismo 7. I've heard about humanity, but I don't know enough about it. But what I'll say, I don't know anything about Synapse. You know, I've I heard think things about Synapse, but I think Horizon is going to take it because, number one, it is good from what I hear. But number two, Horizon's been snubbed too many times in previous 
game award stuff that I think people will want to vote for it because they want to acknowledge the greatness that is Horizon and give it something because it is a good series. I I haven't played the second one because it's not on PC yet because uh, I don't have a PlayStation. But I played the first one. At the I like it. Next year, oh, will it? Yep, Horizon, Horizon with the D- Forbidden West with the DLC. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh, but I did like the first one. So I think Horizon. I'm going Horizon. All Horizon here. Nice. Let's go into uh, best debut indie game. We'll skip best mobile. None of us do mobile. I don't have uh, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. Nah. I wish there was a one specific game on here that is not, uh, but it will show up in a different category. But from what we have available, um, this is a list where I am ashamed of myself because I haven't played any of these. And because there's been so many other things to play. Yep. And I forgot <laughs> that I needed to play some of these. Um, from what I have seen, Vemba and Viewfinder look fantastic. Uh, I don't vibe with Dredge. <laughs> so... And Cocoon does look interesting, but in terms of what I'm really interested in, Venba and Viewfinder look really good, but I I feel like Viewfinder does some things, and I'm like, I, I, I vibe with that a little bit more. I haven't played them, so I can't get super specific. But from what I have seen, I like what I see. So I'm going to pick Viewfinder. For me, I... I guess I feel bad because we just this year's been so incredibly stacked. Um, it it'll be like I need to find an off season to play the indie games that I missed out on this year. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> this year is the, a backlog, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I I think it's gonna go towards Dredge. I that's the one that I've seen the most people talk about. Um, and really enjoy um like i said i haven't got to play any of these because like we said this year's incredible um so i'm i'm just gonna go with what i've seen more the most people you know praise and kind of talk up so i'm I'm just gonna go with dredge not a bad choice see i've seen a lot of love to cocoon so that's gonna be my pick uh, that's weird i haven't seen any talk about cocoon that might be the first one we've had so far that had each one of us pick a different answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about Viewfinder as well, so. Maybe. Yeah, this is the first one we all picked a different hey, answer. There we go. We almost had that with uh, the best action adventure, but. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that darn Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> All right, best independent game. Not debut independent game, but just the best one, period. We have Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. 
Now, one of the biggest conversations around the Game Awards has been if Dave the Diver deserves to be in the independent category. What say you guys? I guess it kind of depends on like where were they? Like, did did Nexon co- Nexon's a humongous company? So I mean, I yeah. like it. Let's they are a big publisher, but was was Dave the Diver mostly like? a lot of the way done when Nexon came in. Cause I think that's what I heard is Nexon wasn't necessarily there early before this game came out. Um, but I'm hearing conflicting knows. things now. Cause that's what I heard at first, but I'm hearing from like, there was somebody on threads who uh, he's in the industry, but he was like, this, this studio meant this studio is Nexon, you know, I guess in the same way that, uh, I guess kind of like intelligent systems kind of is with yeah. Nintendo. Um, they're, they're not really third party, you know, in that way. If that's um, the case and you pro if their second party essentially is kind of the way I always look at it like that. If it's that point, then you probably don't deserve a spot. Yeah, I don't know, but I also heard, I also heard they weren't necessarily funded by Nexon. Yeah. Until later, so I, I don't know. Who knows? I, I in just any don't case, know I'm actually about the situation. Yeah. To, in any case, I'm I'm on like Sea of Stars. That's that's my pick yep. for this one. Mm. That's that's the one that I think could. I think it's you know definitely the most liked, but also I think that it, of all these, it could be tossed into a game of the year nom, yep. and nobody would question. I agree. Nope. The other ones, I think people would. Uh, sea of Stars. I, I don't think people would question it. Well, I mean, people who are AAA snobs would definitely be like, Sea of Stars! That's not there. Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom. Hey, can't hold a candle to that. Uh, but no, that game is freaking good. Sea of Stars. Uh, agreed. Sea of Stars. I don't, I don't see any uh, of these taking it, because as much pe- as people are talking about Dredge, and as much as people do like Dave Diver, obviously we have the issue with it although i don't know how the judges feel about dave the diver so that one's kind of weird but uh cocoon and viewfinder i mean those are good but sea of stars sits in a different level than those yeah. to me it's kind of like tunic when it was it is like the, the tunic like there's it's tunic sea of stars it, i just it's the highest rated of all of them and i mean universally i think on open critic i, I mean it's a lot of people like it. Very highly recommended to play. Pretty sure it's All in right. the top 20 games of the year still. Uh, uh, it might be in the top 10, stars. I think. Um, I don't remember. Best... Stars is number 19, just so you know. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Best community support. Baldur's Gate the 3. Funny award. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 16, and No Man's Sky. And it's Final Fantasy 14. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy 14. You're right. Uh, I always get the I and the V mixed up in my brain, and then I just say 16. <laughs> uh, I do know IV means four. Okay. Uh, David, what are you feeling? Just go ahead and give it to Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> really? It's just yeah. Just give it to Baldur's Gate three. Just uh, any okay. Wow. 
everybody else has done a good job, but Baldur's Gate 3, they they haven't had anybody mad at them the whole time. <laughs> Everybody's been pretty happy with how this has gone. Yeah. I mean, No Man's Sky keeps doing what it's doing. I guess it hasn't done great things, but it's holding steady, but I guess we can't reward holding steady, so, yep. okay. Cyberpunk rebooted their image, but, you know, there's still some people who are just not as hot on CD Projekt. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, like you said, that's another definition, holding steady. And dear God, we all know Destiny 2 isn't getting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who is there to even get, hand like that award to at this point? <laughs> well, yeah, and then they just launched a, like, starter pack that's, like, $15. <laughs> they, they, they did pull it. They did pull it. Oh, they pulled it? Yeah, they, they pulled, pulled it. it in a day. Yep. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So it, do they get best? And that's why they get the then? that's why they get the <laughs> award because they pulled the thing that they pulled it. We're sorry we stabbed you with a knife. Let's go ahead and pull that sucker out. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you have Datto scathing at you, you've messed up. Like that is Since when do you have Datto scathing at anybody? Exactly. He, like he's, he's pretty gracious like, with his criticisms. Yeah, he's like, I can understand him doing this, but he he was livid and rightfully so. so. Did Did you see uh, Tassie get cooked though, Noah? Yeah. Well, it's funny because he's like the tier list of um of how important feedback is to Bungie, and he's like, I'm like what like, DefCon is. Yeah, what DefCon? He's like, I'm up so high up because I complain about everything. <laughs> well, I think like, he was. I, you make Datto mad. That's yep, that's Def. It's Defcon one, Defcon one. Yeah, like, but he was yeah. like, yeah, he's like, he was Defcon five, and then they said, and then, what was funny is a former Destiny com manager when he's like, uh, fam, five through three, you guys don't even register. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's like, it's not just that you got cooked. You got cooked by someone who doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> which is funny because like. <clears throat> Paul Tassie and a lot of the D2, it's such a funny relationship where he's like, I know I complain about everything. They're like, yeah, we know you do, <laughs> but it's kind of a meme at this point. Yep. He's like, it took me years to get them to eliminate Blue Ingrams. <laughs> That'll get it done in a day. <laughs> you know, like, so. Yeah. Um, I think you need to pull the mic closer to your mouth. Noah's oh, did it? Oh, I, yeah, there you go. Um, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I think I think with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I think people just don't yes. view the the comeback story as legitimate community support. Like that is, uh, that is you had to fix it, or else mm -hmm. the game would literally just die. So if you don't fix it, then uh, fixing it is not community support. Fixing it is fixing it. So, um. What I didn't know is what you talked about with Baldur's Gate 3 in that they're adding 4,000 lines of dialogue and an epilogue and things like that. I didn't know that they were adding stuff to this. And they have been extremely supportive through early access. Like People don't realize how heavily involved they've been with the feedback from the community. That's one of the reasons this game launched so well is because of the feedback they were getting from the community. Oh, that's right. This was their early access game. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I'm picking Baldur's Gate 3. What are you picking, Noah? Uh, I, if 
BG3 wasn't in this list, I would say Final <laughs> Fantasy, yeah. just because it's kind of <laughs> what's won every year, it feels it's the, like. It's the definition of, of a of good community. ongoing live service game. Yeah. So. yeah. And so, um, like I said, Cyberpunk, they've done a lot. Of, they've done so much. Um, and I'll expand on that later in another category. Um, but I, I think BG3, with everything I've heard from the transition you know in early access like they've just done so well in addressing all of the issues and community support has been so good um consistently i think is a key word there Mm -hmm. consistently Uh, i i don't see um anything but bg3 taking it all right that moves us right into best ongoing apex legends cyberpunk 2077 final fantasy 14 fortnite genshin impact I find it a bit odd that Cyberpunk 2077 is in here because I don't think it was designed as an ongoing game. It just is an ongoing game. They, they've <laughs> kept adding content and to. updates. So, but, but like, it's one thing to just add updates to like fix the game, but they've actually added content with like cars and weapons and things yeah. like that. Yeah, but um, I feel like that's been done since like 2007, yeah. right? Like this isn't like, like Apex where it's like okay, we're we're in our new season kind of thing. But so this feel like a store. It's not the same it's not the same feel, yeah. Like live service games at at this point feel like retail stores in video yeah. game form. Where Cyberpunk 27 is is not. That's not to it's disrespect a- Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> It's <laughs> what a, sorry. It's the fam. This is ongoing because we haven't been able to play this yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, at this point, it's playable. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Is it's like it took us this long to get here. It's ongoing because no, everybody took their copy, played it for an hour. And like, wait, I'm gonna wait till well, it's fixed. <laughs> well, the thing that people kind of overlook is that they've since launch they slowly added little small changes and updates and content additions yeah um but their big one was 2.0 yeah i just don't Uh, know that it constitutes like obviously it's almost a completely different game at this point but it's almost more and i do not think it constitutes ongoing like yeah if if cyberpunk 2077 was 2.0 when it launched like just like that, and they were adding that sort of stuff. I still don't think that is ongoing support. It, it, support. It's kind of that whole adaptation. It's how do you interpret it? Yeah, that, that's the way I'm. I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I guess so. in in my definition, support is more like not what we are adding, but what yeah. we are adapting to what the 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 player base is wanting and how are we changing things to keep things fresh and interesting um that's how i see it which fortnite genshin impact apex legends final fantasy 14 those do that um because as a live service games that they have to they have to figure out how do we keep this interesting so people keep on playing um again development of ongoing content I can see how Cyberpunk 27 could fit with that particular language. Um, but to me, adding cars and stuff that doesn't, you know, skin, uh, you know, stuff like that um, in a non live service kind of way 
just feels like DLC from like it, back it in. It feels it feels more like necessity rather than design. That's that's well, I I would flip it actually. I would say Cyberpunk 27 feels more like design, whereas the live service okay. games is necessity. Because if you don't okay. do anything, then people I, are I going can get to leave. I can get that. Yeah, I was looking it's at like, it more in the sense of the fixes were necessary, whereas the design of live service is to be doing that. So um, yeah, same definition about, like, flipped. Same definition just flipped. <laughs> no, I get you. I was thinking I, about Cyberpunk yeah. as a finished product, yeah. though. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I see you. I see your guys' statements. I, I hear you. I'm probably gonna lose. I am gonna lose, <laughs> but I'm still picking Cyberpunk. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking. Cyberpunk. Uh, I'm picking Fortnite. I think. Fortnite. It, I think they have just. You think that it hits over Final Fantasy? The only reason is, man, the what they have done with like just engaging people, like that. They, they broke one their season own of record. OG content. They broke their own records with that content. They're like, hey, we That's can't how do big new content. Was. They're like, hey, we can't do new content. We have to go back to our old content. <laughs> Look what happened with World of Warcraft. They did the exact same thing. They it's, literally reset everything and we're yeah, like, hey, it's play crazy. the old one. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, yes. <laughs> people, yes. Yeah. I, I, I the voice critical of, meme of like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of critics are gonna vibe with with that. Like Fortnite just did it's, do you it's think way, Final it's always Fantasy, way bigger than I think. Do you think <laughs> like, people just will overlook final fantasy just because they're like it's good like it's it's, it's kind of it's a, doing its thing it kind of is yeah un, I, I there's a they word haven't done I've anything exciting this year and i yeah. think that's probably why it gets overlooked again good things I, yeah, not, yeah it's 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 like not an offensive line things when you're not hearing yeah. you know them being talked about it's a good thing it means they're right. doing their job you know they're consistent exactly so. um but even still like they just they haven't done anything that's punched above all the mm -hmm. the headlines this year, partially because it's been a stacked year. But I also think, you know, just outside of the Final Fantasy 14 community, I think, you know, they're largely satisfied. And this is, you know, not really headline grabbing. So you think about all the judges, what's been popping? Fortnite, uh, yeah, Fortnite. Cyberpunk. So, People are mad at Apex, so I don't think it's in the running. They're always mad at Apex. So. <laughs> Hence why it will not get it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to say Fortnite 2. Um, just Fortnite 2? What have you heard? Breaking news. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to break the NDA. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut that. Fortnite 2 has LeBron James. <laughs> That's Actually, what uh, Fortnite 1 has LeBron James. <laughs> It does actually. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Fortnite Two is actually just made up of a whole bunch of characters from different universes. <laughs> the multiverse. Um, LeBron James is a janitor. <laughs> I just think Fortnite has not gotten its flowers um, from the Game Awards ever. Um, they, didn't they win several awards from the Game Awards in the past? I don't think so. That's that's actually been they one were not one year for Game of the Year. They're always in the best ongoing category, but I don't think they've—I don't think Fortnite's ever gotten any love from the Game Awards. Uh, I could be wrong, but I certainly don't remember. Um, it's been nominated for best ongoing several times at the Game Awards. I think that's what I said. Happened. Yeah, uh, it's been—it hasn't been nominated for anything more than that, which is a travesty. Um, but I think this year is—is is the year Fortnite finally gets its flowers. Um, for something at least 
best ongoing is probably the least <laughs> it can get. Also, Jeff Keeley is in Fortnite this year. Are you serious? Like he's no. like there's an actual game awards like themed like designed map like what one, and one of the design one of the build your own whatever things the Fortnite editor or whatever. <laughs> How do people come up with this stuff? This is ridiculous. It's that's kind of funny. All right, uh, games for impact. We have a space for the unbound chance of Semnar, goodbye volcano high, Chia, Terranil, and Venba. David, I, I'll go with a space for the unbound mainly because you have talked about it so highly. I like Chia. I just don't know that it deserves the award over something I've heard you just be very excited over, and our own uh, Corvo was very excited about this one too. Yeah, Corvo gave it a hundred. I yeah, wouldn't even give it a 100, it. but I, w- I would give it a 90. You still gushed on. You still gushed over it. Oh, <laughs> I love a space for the unbound. That one is easily going to be my pick. Um, the the thought. So it's a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Um, the themes that they talk about in that is in a space for the unbound is uh, is a message everybody can uh, relate to. Um, if you've, if you've played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so I don't even want to like halfway mention like what it is. Cause I feel like it would potentially give, give away like what it is, but the way they go about dealing with it and it's just, it's such a freaking game. <laughs> It's just one of those you got to play. I wish more people... It's got less than 500 reviews on Steam. Like, nobody knows about this game, but it's so freaking good. Um, I don't even... What is... Yeah, I don't even know what thought-provoking message Chia has. That's no. I don't mean that as a disrespect. I just... It looks like a, a game with a Breath of the Wild-ish type of vibe uh, that is bringing to light a different culture which i think is dope maybe that's but, part of what they're talking about is just yeah. the, it bringing the the culture because it's literally the the island is actually based off of actual places on their home island right where they came from and everything so i'm guessing yeah. the 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 culture the folklore all that kind of stuff that's probably what they're getting at with that that's fair then yeah i yeah i like that i still want to place you it's on my wish list uh Noah, what are you what are you going for Nothing too crazy. Kind of the same uh, reasoning as, as David. Uh, you you've you know praised and talked about it uh, so much. Um, space for the Unbound. Um, that's and I've heard a couple of other people say nothing but phenomenal things about the game. And so that's like I said, I don't have too much to go on because I haven't played any of the uh, the ones on here. So I'm I'm kind of going based off of. Uh, what I've heard and seen. So, space for the unbound. Pretty. pretty All right. Specific. Let's go. Innovation in accessibility. I feel like I uh, said that like a Jeopardy host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Picking the next accessibility. Uh, Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. So, 
Sony's been doing great things in terms of increasing accessibility. I know Spider-Man 2 has those things. Hi-Fi Rush does a very good job in accessibility. Street Fighter 6 does a fantastic job with accessibility. I don't know what Diablo 4 does. <laughs> that's that's that puts it in this category. Um Forza does good things as well, um, taking a racing game and making it viable for people who have a hard time hearing or even seeing and making it viable. I think that's cool. And then Mortal Kombat 1. I don't know what Mortal Kombat 1 does. Uh, that is at least on par with Street Fighter 6 in terms of accessibility. But I don't know. This one's tricky. I'm not, I don't have any issues I'm not I colorblind. I don't, you know, so it's like, ah, yeah, I don't have any disabilities specifically. So it, it does yeah. make it harder because you don't see it from that side. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it um, makes it harder to write about, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the only positions where I put myself in where it's like, what game was it? Oh, it was Back for Blood. And I remember they had audio cues like for everything in text and so i specifically i just turned off the sound and see if i could play it just by the text and remarkably like i was like oh i can like (laughs) like, this is cool it was kind of wild to experience that um but for any of these games i don't know i haven't played spider-man 2 so i don't know like what it whatever what it offers in terms of everything um I feel like, I don't know if we're getting to a point where it is games like these where they've caught a carte blanche, have added everything that has worked from before the year before, (laughs) you know? And so it's like all these games have done. The only reason why I say Street Fighter, I'm going with Street Fighter 6. And the only reason why I'm going for that is because it has done more to make fighting games specifically more accessible. Um Again, I don't want to overwrought the accessibility over approachability. It has definitely 100% made fighting games more approachable, but it also has done some things to make fighting games more accessible as well. Less accessible, less accessible compared to approachable, but definitely for the fighting game franchise, more accessible. Yeah, I'm I'm on Spider-Man 2, uh, another one where I've just seen a lot of what they've done in their games, how they've it's it's not always just the laundry list of items that are there it's that they have put a lot of effort into intentional features like it's not just well i put we put this in the game to make just to just to put it in here like you can see a lot of the work that insomniac has put in to address specific issues that certain players are dealing with and they address a lot of them and it's not just that it's that they are focused on putting them in post launch as well so there's stuff that didn't make it in right off the bat that they're still working on putting into the game in patches so the 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 commitment that you're seeing there to me is also a big reason why they've just they've innovated it because they're not just stopping with oh we put our stuff in the game and that's it no they're they're even doing this stuff post patch so yeah that's good i mean i i think it's just you know before 
I even go into my pick, the fact that the, I guess, quality of accessibility that devs are hitting now um, is just great to see. Like, it feels like yeah. It feels like they're trying to up their game every year, which is what we want. It's great to see. I, I really like, it feels like the, there are more genres and more games are now really kind of fighting to get that top dog in accessibility, yeah. um, which is great to see. Um, you know, and it's tough for us being on, you know, on this side, you know, trying to, you know, talk and see. Yeah. Um, but kind of like David, like Sony has been kind of feels like not leading the charge but that's they're the main ones you see talked about with their accessibility teams and what they're doing yeah. and the feedback that they're taking in and th- it feels well, like, like they really are trying to push the envelope forward and make it a priority like slowing the game speed like is a is something you can do in spider-man 2 and that's something that's absolutely necessary with how fast and twitchy this game can be doing stuff like that going navigating corners like they've actually changed how that functions like all these kind of different things that they're doing in this game that allows someone to who doesn't have the same reaction time can react and there's so many things going on too in the combat like being able to slow that um so yeah, just because Sony, like I, I just love what they're doing with their accessibility teams and stuff. I'm gonna go with Marvel's Spider-Man too. I love it yeah. when accessibility is not just a setting; that it's yeah, yeah built not not a toggle design. Yeah, it's um, not just a couple of switches. It's it's a, a hey, here's a page of things we can do for you to make the game better for a better experience. Well, that and 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 it's just built into the way it's designed. You know, it's it's not something that it's, uh, you know, the 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 slowdown of the combat or the way you turn the corners. It's not a toggle that you turn on and off. It is. You no, know, we designed it this way so that way, it's still exciting for those who have that fast twitch ability, but it's also fun still for those who can't react as quickly. So yep. nobody's losing anything mm-hmm. um, with it. I also did forget to mention with Street Fighter Six, uh, there was a blind person at Evo who played <laughs> Street oh. Fighter Six. Totally forgot about that until I was thinking about it. Um, I was like, "Holy frick!" Like blind people are straight up playing fighting games, um, and like doing all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I'm like, "There's there's something going on in that design." Because to me, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to figure out like my distance from somebody else. But oh, yeah. they've added in all kinds of sound cues and stuff to help uh, blind people be able to play it. I'm like, that's next level when you can help a blind yeah. person play a fighting game. <laughs> like, that is that is nuts. When, when yeah. more people play, we all win. Yeah. Oh, shout yeah. out to all the noms, though. Like all of them. Yeah. Big, big shout out. Shout out. Into the- I genuinely, though, I need to see some discussion from the accessibility community about what in the world Diablo 4 does. Because <laughs> 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 I've played a lot of Diablo 4 and I have not seen anything that indicates uh, some special, you know, things that they've done for accessibility other than what has already what, been done. What, what you mean you can't play that game by just pressing one single button? <laughs> 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 That's fair. <laughs> uh, all right. 
it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm not hating on Diablo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not hating on it either. I just I'm yeah. like I don't I don't know. Uh, now we're getting into the the heavy. We're getting into the heavy awards now. With best performance, this is where like, yeah, this is where heavy? it starts, man. It starts get when you you hit mm-hmm. this, it starts going. I think this yeah. is one of the big ones because okay. of just the, the the quality that we're getting Star nowadays. power. We already got best action adventure. I mean, it didn't start there. No, okay, that was just a one off. I'm just messing with you guys. All right, let's <laughs> Ben Star for Final Fantasy 16. Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Melanie Libbard for Alan Wake 2, Neil Newbon for Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal for Marvel's Sparter, Spider... Why do I keep saying Spider? Spider-Man spider Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm very sad because I really was hoping Alan would get nominated, but he is two oh, people. That's a he is reference for he is uh, Ilka Vili and Matthew Peretta both play Alan Wake, uh, so I'm assuming that's the reason it was a tougher. I, I would have loved to seen both of them nominated for the set, like it not two separate people, but nominate both of them for the same character. Like I, I think that would have been a good way that you could like do a nomination. Because Ilka Vili does the uh, performance work, the model work. He is the model for Alan Wake, and then Matthew Peretta does the voice. Mm. So I would have just, I would have really liked to see both of them nominated in one a single line for Alan, like because because he's a fantastic. They do a fantastic job. Well, that's not what you got, David. So I, I know it isn't. I'm just, I'm just having to put out like what what I was thinking there. Um, I love Cameron. Uh, Monaghan, Monahan, however you, you pronounce his name specifically, um, as Cal Kestis, he embodies Cal Kestis. He's wonderful. Uh, I, he is the one in my heart that I would love to see win. That said, I think Ben Starr takes this for Clive in Final Fantasy 16 because that dude is a, a rock star. Yeah. He is a rock star. Uh, love him. Uh, he does such a good job as Clive and he is one of those people you need to be following on Twitter because his stuff is hilarious because every time like this random part pops up, he's like, I want to audition and he does like an impression and it's just not the impression of that character that it should be, but it's him <laughs> doing it. Like, like when live action link came up, he immediately like it, it, it. Cause he had been doing this for a while. He was like doing his audition for link. <laughs> it's just great he's he's just fantastic so i i would i i'm picking ben star like I, I think it's gonna be really hard for the committee not to pick him that said there's a Baldur's gate three thing in here so i would be surprised but i'm going with ben noah i feel bad because i as much as i really enjoy yuri's performance um i'm probably gonna do his name Najee Jeter is the guy Najee who voices, Jeter, yeah. the guy who voices Miles. I think he deserved a nom. I know you can only put so many people on, but there's I, so many I, good performances this year. I, You're very I think right. He, he, in my opinion, he was the MVP of Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Um, so I would have loved to see him get the nom. Um, but in terms of my pick. 
it's my my bias star wars cam i i adore him uh and his performance i think he nails it every time he, he's kind of you know, I'm, I'm throwing some big, he's kind of like the RDJ playing Tony Stark. Like, I think he was born to play Cal. Mm-hmm. I think the way it's effortless for him to play this character. And I think that he has a blast playing the character and it shows in his performances and just the way he talks about um, being in the franchise and stuff like that. So I, I'm going with Cam. I, I adore Cal. I, I want Cam and Cal to transition to the live action. I know not everything needs to be brought into the live action, but I would love it just because I think he he fits so perfectly and he does such a phenomenal job as as Cal. So yeah, that's I feel who like I'm going with. Now Cameron's done other stuff, but I don't feel like it's often where you can take somebody who was doing performance for a game and then it's like, nah, this dude could probably pull it off in like an actual like TV show like or said, movie. He feels easily like easily. Cal. Like so and I, I My thought Idris Elba also did wonderful, but it's he's just kind of expected to be perfect you know well i mean we've we've seen some uh you should be you of all people should be extremely familiar with certain uh uh, celebrities who have come in to do voice work uh and And it's not great um (laughs) but it's idris though he's perfect I, i know um i wish i've heard more from idris elba in terms of cyberpunk cause. I would just like to pick Idris because he's Idris. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, if Cal, Megan if Fox and Mortal Kombat One guys, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm picking. I've never heard somebody pick a pay, pick up a paycheck so fast. Oh yeah. Uh, anybody for Call of Duty? Actually, you should you should be very familiar with this. Uh, <laughs> Cameron, I'm picking Cameron because uh, I agree he yeah, he is now. Yep. In his when he goes home, he's still Cal. That's that's how much he embodies <laughs> Cal Kestis. Um, he managed to convince Jeff to let him walk across the stage with the lightsaber instead of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah. the, I think you could tell a you know a person was born to play a character when you know I feel like for the most part people really like Cal. Just. Yes. character his performance and so just he's kind of universally beloved and that's tough in a star wars universe with how crazy this fan base Mm -hmm. is you know (laughs) like so he's a breath of fresh air you know he's 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 got the the skill of a you know almost master jedi you know in in this case master but um he had he has an arc to him you know where it's like there is an improvement to him. There is maturity to him, but yet he he still keeps a level of this edginess to him that I think people vibe with. And it's not it's not corny. It's not cheesy. And he pulls it off so well. 
I feel like he himself is pretty mature, but kind of edgy. So like, yeah, he, it's, he, it's the it's Peter big. Parker. It's the relatability. Like you just, you feel mm-hmm. like, man, this really guy is do. like so good at doing what he does, but he's got that human side, like that. He yeah. doesn't have everything put together. So, yeah. And it's conveyed in such a way that it's like, it feels like Cameron himself, like has gone through this kind of process yeah. and he can put it out there very he, well. He, he understands the character yeah, so well. I just found out he's other- going to be in Tron 3. But I will say, too, Looks I've heard like a lot I'm of great getting things. getting tickets to Tron 3. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of fantastic things about Ben Starr and his yes. performance. And I'm only familiar with a little bit of it. And that little bit at the beginning of Final Fantasy 16 is very Japanese melodramatic style. Um, so I don't know the the the, the width that he goes in terms of his performance, but I've heard nothing but good things uh, about him since the last time we talked about his performance on the last podcast. So, um, and he was like dying to do this. Yeah. So if he wins, I'm happy for him too. Three people. I for sure like, well, actually the four Melanie too, um, but Ben Starr, Cameron Idris. I'm happy if they win. Um, where are we at? Best audio design. All right, this should be interesting. Audio: Alan Wake Two, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four. David, <sighs> this is a tough one. I wonder what David's I'm, going to I'm, pick. I'm, it's Alan Wake Two. I mean, why? Why are you building up the suspense? <laughs> <laughs> Just, because that's what Alan Wake 2 little, does so well. Up, it's what Alan Wake 2 does so well. Is build hold up your little Acme sign. Like how, you know. Like, the, yeah. like, yeah. Alan Wake 2. No, uh, I, I, personal pick, I think Alan Wake 2 deserves it. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Hi-Fi Rush get this, though. So I'm going with Alan Wake 2. I just would not be surprised to see Hi-Fi Rush get it. Hi-Fi Rush is... Interesting, because from an audio design perspective, you can hear all the sound of it. Like it's mixed well, uh, and music is good, but it's not like groundbreaking design in that way. Like it's it's still pretty standard, like audio design, and that's no disrespect to the game. Like I I don't want to make it sound like, but I don't when I play Hi Fi Rush. I'm also not like hearing things where it's just like, oh my God, like this, this is some standard setting. So, or, you know, like it does what it's supposed to do and it does it extremely well. Like, and that's good. Like, that's what it needs to do. So, I don't know that it fits for me. Um, but I have heard Dead Space. That game sounds good. That's what I was, I, that's another <laughs> one that the design that I've heard is just. That game sounds top, good, top and that's it's very important for that game. Uh, I would probably say same as Alan Week too, but um, yeah, when you're doing horror games, like you got to nail the design because there's so many like little intricacies that you go in either direction too loud, too soft, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it could get 
real messed up. The music's got to be at the, everything's got to be mixed just um, for all the feelings and emotions and fear and all that to hit correctly. And from what I have heard from Dead Space, it does that very well through video. So I can only imagine when I put on my uh, head headset and I get that Dolby going. <laughs> Dolby. I can only imagine. So I'm uh, going with Dead Space. I I think Dead Space and RE4 both have goods. I really like the sound design in RE4, um, but I don't think they're, just from what I've seen and heard people talking about and from the videos and stuff, I, I think Alan Wake 2 beats them. Okay. So that I'm going to go with Alan Wake. Alan but Wake. Dead Space, I think, is very close second. Very close. All right. Let's go with best score and music. We got Alan Wake 2. I'm not going to try to pronounce all these names. So, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you guys know I'm not the most high on Tears of the Kingdom. But that music is good. <laughs> but what I Very really good. appreciate about the music is the way it like subtly just dances around everything that you're doing. It's not this sweeping motion, the stuff that's going all the time. There's just little sprinkles here and there. And it's just like, oh, that was nice. I like that. And then it's gone. And you wish for more. And then you get more. And it's like, ooh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Is> it my birthday? Very much like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh. Little twinkles. So kind of you, Nintendo. Things. Thank you. Yeah. It just feels like little sprinkles of candy just dropped on your porch real quick. You pick it up, you eat it. It's like, oh, that was pleasant. That was very nice. It's and like when you go to the vending machine. The stuff and it's like, whoa. Oh, it's like when you great. go to the vending machine and you get an extra Snickers bar. You know, how it malfunctions yeah. and drops into. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, nothing can make this day be bad because yeah. I got two candy bars out of the vending machine. So, Yeah, so the the the, the bounce between pure quiet this tranquility you know the wind blowing and the water gushing and you know all this other stuff enemy fighting and then music and it's like oh this is great like it because it's not going all the all the time it enhances what you're doing and i feel like it does it even more in comparison to what breath of the wild did i might be off on that but i i just feel like those little subtleties are enhanced with tears of the kingdom so uh i'm 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 going with Tears of the Kingdom on this one. David, do you want to go next? It so this one's a fun one for me in the sense of it depends on as what's you included. Hold your Alan Wake two sign yeah, up as I hold my Alan Wake two <laughs> sign up. Uh, so it depends on what's included specifically uh, because they do specifically note composer Petri Alonco uh, for Alan Wake two. If they include, and I'm assuming they do because it's best score and music, if they're including the chapter songs which were done, as well as uh, the Poets of the Fall, Old Gods of Asgard songs. This is Alan Wake 2 in a landslide, because Alan Wake 2 is built around music, and it the music in it is incredible. I am still thinking about it, and I am hoping to goodness that they actually do a stage performance of the music, because it was it is that good. 
Like, I, I actually bought the vinyl for the old Gods of Asgard songs from Alan Wake 2. Like, it's it's supposed to be coming in here in about a week. Uh, if it does not include the chapter songs and the uh, the old Gods of Asgard music, then I would give it to Final Fantasy 16 because, man, that soundtrack is fantastic. Like, Soken just That's what I say, by a landslide. Yeah, mm. kills it. If Alan Wake oh. 2 includes the chapter songs and the others, it landslide. Not like, the landslide. It, that, no, because Final it is fantastic. Final Fantasy 16. People are still, people are doing the dance from Alan Wake 2's Herald of Darkness song. Like, they, they, they are doing the dance and putting it online, man. Final Fantasy 16 holds, holds some fantastic <laughs> songs yeah, it, there. It, Her- Herald of Darkness is incredible. I believe it. It's going to be Zelda, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. <laughs> oh, it, why? Because we got to reward the one-armed guy playing a three-key piano. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Because it's the only nom composed by a team. No, so a Nintendo sound team. That's why. It, it that one does crack me up. It's like all these like incredible, like that. these I these died. large <laughs> names of people that you can't pronounce, and then Nintendo sound team. Sound <laughs> um, Zelda's got like what ten hours of music. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. But secondly, like Baldur's Gate, I don't get a ton of you know it doesn't resonate with me as much um i haven't heard a ton of i've only heard a little bit of the final fantasy 16 it's great um i've heard a little bit of alan wake 2 um but zelda i would stop playing the game to listen to the score and for me if you can make me stop playing a game to listen to it instead of just having it in the background as I'm doing stuff, that signifies a win for me. So, and it's just, it's so good and perfect in every way. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's going to win. Uh, all I hear is two people who haven't played Alan Wake 2. That's all I hear. <laughs> you have this like strange love affair with Alan it's, Wake it's 2. Incredible. Like anytime it, you mention the Alan Wake 2, incredible. replace Alan Wake 2 with your wife and it could work. So <laughs> any sentence you say that includes Alan Wake 2, replace it with your wife, it could work. <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush also has some great music. I just want to give a shout out to it because we didn't mention it at all in this conversation, but it does have some good music. Now, it's not my personal favorite type of rock music, but it's still good. I enjoy it. So it's just it just doesn't do what Tears of the Kingdom specifically does, but it is fun to uh, fight to the music that they have. All right. Uh, best art direction. This will be fat. Hmm. We'll skip David on this one. Alan Wake 2, <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. David, just go ahead. Hold my sign up. It, yep. <laughs> yep. Get your water bottle. Okay, so... Do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> I, I like the art direction of Mario Wonder. I like the colors and the, you know, the brightness to it, but 
a second, I think who has a chance of like sneaking it is Lies of P. I really yeah. dug <laughs> the steampunk, like Pinocchio, that whole aesthetic I think was really cool, especially with the enemy designs. Um, most Souls-like games always have S-tier enemy designs and textures and backgrounds. Um, but with that being said, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> what? I, I like everything about tears, in this category. I'm just I'm on a roll with tears, so I I could I, honestly see Hi-Fi Rush getting it. It does have a very distinctive art style. My only thing about Tears of the Kingdom, it's not that it has bad art design. I'm not suggesting that at all. It is it is worthy of being in best art direction. It's just that the art direction is hardly differentiated from Breath of the Wild. That's not saying there's no difference. Mm-hmm. I just think in comparison to Mario Wonder, to in comparison to what Lies of P brings to the table, what Hi-Fi Rush brings to the table, and what Alan Wake 2 brings to the table, it's like Tears of the Kingdom is not that much different from Breath of the Wild. So I just don't I feel like that is the weakest one here. The the aesthetic and just the animations of everything though. Um Yeah, they're still good. Was for me, for me is I, I appreciate and I think are S tier. Now they are am S-tier. I gonna win? Am I gonna win? Probably not. Probably gonna <laughs> go to Alan Wake too. David's probably gonna be happy. So but I, I have to shout out Tears because I just love everything about that game. That's fine. Uh, Lies of P. Uh, I am not in any shape or form uh, a lover of this like gothic steampunk style thing. But I have to admit that it captured my interest. And I was <laughs> like, this is really fascinating design. Like It popped at me. And I was like, I'm kind of into it. Uh so for me, it's between Hi-Fi Rush and Lies of P. Um, Hi-Fi Rush has a smoothness to it that is unmatched in these games. This comic book feel that it has um, with this fast-paced action, stuff happening all over the screen, um, and all of it blends well. It's not tearing your eyes apart the color palette works just right even though it's bright and a little flashy i mean it's it's really good <laughs> like it's animations are great so um like you could just see every swing every hit gears flying out as you hit enemies they're breaking apart the smoke flying the pow signs all you know all that all that stuff is so deliberate and specific. It's good. I'm choosing High Fire Rush. All of these noms are really good, though. Yeah, like, this this is are. one of the few yeah. years where it's a it's a legitimate man. Everything is there's not always a true leader of the pack. Yeah, uh, Mario Wonder does some fantastic things too. The way they yeah. Uh, blend the flower levels right into the actual level and you don't lose 
any spatial, you know, awareness. You don't lose. It's nothing um, jarring. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing jarring. You know, you still know where Mario is. The stuff that needs to pop pops. You got uh, facial expressions on enemies. Like as you're jumping over Goombas, they look up and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, like you're about to stomp well. on me." <laughs> yeah. Um, you see, if you stomp on a Goomba and there's another Goomba next to it, it reacts like, "Oh my God, I'm next." Uh, the backgrounds are much more lively than anything compared to New Super Mario Brothers. Um, I heard it's built on kind of the Tears of the Kingdom engine. Uh, they stretched that thing to the max for Mario Wonder. So, um, so yeah, Mario Wonder is fantastic too, but I'm picking Hi-Fi Rush. David, go ahead and say something about Alan Wake 2. Let us hear. He's like, nothing game. needs to be said. <laughs> you know. Does David feel shut down now? <laughs> no. Dude, you know what's gonna happen? Alan Wake's gonna sweep everything, and we're not gonna hear the, the end, end of it. <laughs> we're like, oh, I know, I know. We're gonna come it's back, like, and just our heads are hanging low, and Dave is just grinning from ear to ear. I know. Well, well, well. Put that green screen in the background to use. Just rolling Alan Wake two footage <laughs> over in the background. And how the turntables? Uh well, I'm curious to know I what got you're gonna reference. think about this. Best narrative: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, and Marvel's Spider Man. David, I want your thoughts first. Still over Baldur's Gate Three, really? Yes. It, this is a incredibly woven narrative that has so many different layers to it, and that is just. Absolutely fantastic. Do I think it's a guarantee? No, but I got to give it to it because Alan Wake 2 is just an incredible narrative experience. That's what the game is built on. And the way they weave so many different creative avenues into the narrative is what makes it so good. It's music, it's plays, it's just all of these things. Books, writing, all of it. It's just great. All right, Noah. They wove together two games too, playing as Saga and playing as Alan. Like it's hard mm, to do that and do yeah. it well. It's really tough because I, I know what I want to win, <laughs> and my pick to win, and then the pick that I think will win. Um, first, I want to shout out Spider Man Two phenomenal oh yeah it's, I, it's I, on, on right there with Alan especially Wade that final Marvel. act like incredible narrative um i am a sucker for like spy thrillers where you don't know who's on the good side you know who can you trust you know everyone's playing their own hands at the table so me personally my what i think is the best narrative is phantom liberty yeah. Just I love I the, do find it interesting. This is the one place where they actually call it Phantom Liberty, like that they're calling out specifically the DLC. The DLC is <laughs> interesting. It is interesting that a DLC got nominated technically. And I know it's, it's more than so that. Good. I know it's more yeah. than that. It's just yeah. the the implications of this isn't a game in and of itself, even if it is kind of a game in and of itself, if you get what I mean. A big expansion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um they did such a good job. With the start to finish of that um, 
the expansion, whatever you want to call it, is just top-notch with the twists and the turns. That's what I would like to win, but I think BG3 takes it. I think I've played through the first act, and I like what they're doing. I just haven't gotten into it enough to see the full arc, even though I'm 40 hours into the game. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going to go with BG3. All right. Um, I don't know any of these games in terms of narrative, so I'm just going to pick one. Baldur's Gate 3. That's the safe pick. It is the That's safe pick. And I, honestly, I, I think it's probably what they will pick, but I'm going with Alan Wake 2 just because I think there's a chance it could sneak in. All right. Two left. Yep. Best game direction. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. This one is as stacked as Game of the Year. This one's tough. I mean, it is the it's the noms for game of the year minus yeah, one, pretty much. <laughs> I know. And it's the one that's not there is the one that a lot of people didn't expect to be on there. So, yeah. Um, man, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> outstanding creative vision and innovation. I I love BG three. I think Alan Wake two has a great has a good chance of being a sleeper pick. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with tears because the things that they did in this sequel, they did things and went a path that I didn't think you could go in a video game in terms of the creativity. And they innovated on a premise that breath of the wild did, but they took it to such a new level that when there, there are people making, so many create you know crazy designs with the different features i i can't fathom anything winning but tears so i know i'm probably gonna lose it's not going to (laughs) it's not going to but in my mind no it might (laughs) like there there are there are there are nominees or categories where i'm like you know, I think this is what I want to win, but this is what I think will win. This is one of those categories where it's both for me. Like, even if it might not, I still think it will because it's tears. It still has that, you know, presence about it. I think so. Baldur's Gate 3 gets it. However, I'm voting Alan Wake because, I mean, they made this game in like less than four years, and what they made is incredible. Wait, how does how does the development time come into play here? The fact that they not only did it in a couple, they not only did it in less time than a lot of people build humongous games, but like this thing is an actual technical marvel that it like I've not played anything like it. Like it's incredible that they have managed to put together an outstanding creative vision and innovate on a very short time for, in a very short time frame. Like it's just incredible. Okay. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think real quick, I think what we're learning is David is an Alan Wake stand. I'm a Tears of the Kingdom stand. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can y'all figure out what kind of stand I am? Stanley. Okay. There we go. <laughs> it's an evil four. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. I have heard about the great things it has done. So I am I'm aware of its uh feats. Um and I respect that. Uh same for Alan Wake 2. Uh David has alone I have been filled in with all of David's praise about it. Um Tears of the Kingdom I have played. And the interesting thing about that one is I like it more than Breath of the Wild. I would like to finish that one. Um, and I think that has one of the most bonkers just design I have seen for video games in a long time where you actively give your players the ability to go anywhere and kind of break the game. They can manipulate the game. And yet you still have it balanced in such a way the maps are designed, the areas are designed in such a way that there is still things to discover. There's still difficulty involved. And you can't simply just ascend your way to Ganondorf. You know, like, <laughs> the you guys build this big old thing with a bottom by the way the depths and which that whole thing is a creative direction is incredible in my opinion the discoverability on that is top tier for sure i don't know how like that it's some of the most genius design i've seen out of nintendo and like i'm not a I'm not this Zelda kind of style person. Like I prefer classic Zelda. Um, but dear God, I'm like this, this is some freaking S tier next level design even for Nintendo. Um, this is some great stuff. With that said, I look at Mario wonder and look at how they've combined elements of Mario three, Mario world, and improved on the new Super Mario design and just kind of just blow the whole thing up <laughs> and just make it absolutely absurd, really, really good level design um, in a way that balances for newcomers and veterans. There are some freaking difficult levels in this game. Um. So that one is absurd. So, and then I got respect for Spider-Man too, with the way that was designed, just combining characters, switching between them. Um, I haven't played it, but I can sense how it works when I watch it. I'm like, oh my God, this is actually really cool. Like how you can just swap between two every once in a while. Uh, obviously the, the frame rate, stuff like yeah doing all that flying water flow you know stuff happening no frame rate drop lights technical technical instant very good there travel <laughs> yeah the instant I mean, fast literally travel. you you point and they they actually said that it, it was a whole big debate thing of it was like oh the prompt is where it's loading and they were like no we had to put it in there to make sure that you didn't accidentally fast travel places it's that fast 
<laughs> like that, that's what they were that's what the the designers came out and said they said no we actually had to do that so that you wouldn't just insta fast travel everywhere that's crazy <laughs> so to combine all that with a good balance of gameplay to story I, that's fantastic game direction so i don't know i think i think i'm gonna go with tears of the kingdom just because i think it's just bonkers how you let players be able to do all that stuff beyond what you did in Breath of the Wild and still make it an interesting game where it's not like, oh, you can just do whatever I want. And it doesn't get boring. So, no. Tears of the Kingdom for me. And before we get to the big award, you know something that uh, that's really interesting this year? And it's it's part of the reason that I'm I'm wondering if we're going to have some random games sneak in is because this is such a stacked year, it makes me wonder if some ballots are going to be very just different. Like, you're not going to have the every single person with one game on the top with two through five mixed. Like, you may have a lot of people with different number ones and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's very interesting if some of these awards that we think are such locks might be different for the sheer sake that people are have have their rankings all over the place because there's so many good games this year like and that's and that being the reason <laughs> quite possibly quite possibly with that said here's game of the year alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 mario wonder tears of the kingdom david we'll start with you baldur's What's gate 3 baldur's gate 3 Really? It's it's just it I don't see I think critically that as as much acclaim as it has and the people that are in the room that I, I think they'll be the ones that'll give it to it. Interesting. Yeah. Um Noah, what do you think? I it's it's do I stick to my guns and go with tears or do i go with because i want tears to win um or do i go with what i think will win which is bg3 um because for me i put 40 hours in i'm into almost pretty much at the end of act one about start act two um and bg3 hasn't wowed me like it's good it's a really good game but it hasn't wowed me and surprised me in the ways that Tears of the Kingdom did. Um, we talked about the depths earlier. When you find the depths for the first time, that's an iconic, memorable experience for me. And that's one of the things that elevates a game for me in terms of winning. Is If you have two games that are equally good, but one wows you and makes memories of specific moments in that game, that boosts its, uh, you know, credibility for the win. So, hmm, man, this is tough. <laughs> I, cause, cause I don't want to happen this year. What happened last year where I still stuck to my guns and said Ragnarok, but Elden Ring won. So I do, do I do the reverse psychology and say, oh, yeah, I think Baldur's will win, so that way Tears wins. Uh, I'm in a very, I'm in a pickle, boys. Uh, 
I think the difference between Elden Ring and God of War was Elden Ring still stood a head taller than God of War. These, it's like, do I, do I stick to my guns or do I go with the pick? To, <laughs> you know, do I do I get the little check mark? Rock, hey, Noah predicted it correctly. Um, man, I tears. I I can't not vote for tears and and pred them so that just man what a game i it it is a game like it's it's tough to it's tough to not vote for tears (laughs) like i know it's been a long time since we've had two games where it's just like flip a coin just flip a coin yeah, I I it's didn't think anything was going to be tears. Like I thought tears was insta lock for oh, it, game of the year, and then yeah. BG three comes out of nowhere, and I was like, I'm scared now because <laughs> we can lose. You know, there are, there's there are stakes now. You know, so yeah, uh, I felt the exact same way. I was like, tears taking it. Oh, Baldur Gate three here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Who this? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah, um, some new person rolled into town and took over. My gut says Baldur's Gate 3 will win because Breath of the Wild won already. Um, and I think people will want to choose something else other than Zelda. I'm still going to pick Tears of the Kingdom, though. Yes! Because it's such a strong game, and Zelda is such a strong... It's got such a strong grip on people. I'm pretty sure if we could have Steam charts for Zelda... They would probably be around the same thing as Baldur's Gate 3 in terms of number of people playing it. Um, it's, you know, I I do think Baldur's Gate 3 will win, but on the off chance Tears of the Kingdom wins, I just want to say I picked it. So <laughs> that's that's like I said, it's it's just so hard not to not to pick for tears. I still no, think no, I'm like two's a dark horse though. I think uh, I think no, I think Baldur's Gate three is the front runner. Um, just because, just because we've seen kind of what Tears is, we haven't seen Baldur's Gate three like really ascend to the height that it uh, has in this case. So I think it's really it's that impressiveness, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, Alan Wake two kind of has that. That's why it's probably third place on this list. It's got that impressiveness to it. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom has that impressiveness too, but we've kind of seen it before. Um, But again, how do you improve on perfection? And they did that. So (laughs) Tears of the Kingdom is still a very much uh, could, could win. So, um, all right, that's it. That's all the nominations. We got our picks out there. The Game Awards happens. 
At next the time Thursday. of this recording, Thursday, next yeah. week. Um, by the time it comes out, it will be three days. So, um, yeah, this is this is going this is going to be a fun year. This is going to be, <laughs> yep, an absolute fun year. So, uh, we'll be back on Game Awards night after the Game Awards are over. Well, the record. cool thing is we won't even just be able to talk about the re- awards. We'll be able to talk about the new games that get announced, too. So it's like oh, we get a true. bunch of cool stuff to talk about yeah. more than just yep. what won. Um, and we get to talk about all of Jeff Keighley's ads, too. That's a, Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, you're either going to see a very happy Noah or a very petty Noah, depending on. Y'all, y'all going to see a very smiley David when Alan Wake 2, it takes two sweeps. sweeps <laughs> like somehow everything. just accidentally does everything. <laughs> no, like I would gonna, not. I'll be honest. I would not even be this like I would not even think it would be close if not for just the critical reception, how much the press loves that game like they, they like that's the only that's what the main reason that i think that like it it could win some awards we don't expect to win do i expect to win a lot of things i just don't know because it is a stacked year yeah my only problem with that logic is the press really liked tears of the kingdom in Baldur's gate 3 also so like it's still like relative like alloway 2 is down here and it only just keeps going up in that way um man i i know alan wake's gonna sweep and I'm going to have to wear earplugs <laughs> for the entire podcast. Oh, if Alan Wake sweeps, I'm canceling the podcast. <laughs> if if there's no if there's no podcast, you know oh, gosh. that uh, Alan, Alan yeah. Wake swept. Hey, Anthony, it's Thursday. No, it'll be a solo podcast hosted by David. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna- <laughs> I'm, I'll be coming in the Conor McGregor. Like- <laughs> just like- <laughs> we'll just have uh, still frames of Noah and I, so that way David feels like he's showing us up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, all right. That was fun. We'll be back next week. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you later. Deuces. Peace. Bye-bye.